Yo, 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 what's up, baby? Welcome back. Welcome to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. You look at the San Jose Earthquakes, Major League Soccer, Oakland Roots, uh, Monterey Bay FC Union or some shit they're calling themselves. We're, we're watching them all. Yeah, man, what's up, baby? It's been a while. It's been a while. Major League Soccer took a break. I decided to take a break as well. Not only, I mean, the Quakes suck. They've been sucking for a while, but that has nothing to do with it. I don't care. Win or lose, I'll still do my show. This is a part of of a network. This is part of a network called Salad Bites Media, like I've mentioned a million times before. So we were doing a lot of cool shit. We're getting websites and all that for our other shows. So took advantage of MLS's break there. We do talk about the men's national team, but really I'd like to to cover MLS. Nobody really talks about it, especially around here. Quakes are back. I'm back. I can't let any more matches go by, especially now that it looks like there's a little... Light at the end of a tunnel, maybe. Yeah, so anyway, let's get everybody up to date. Right now, as it sits here, July July 22nd, I hope, right? I hope my power hasn't gone out in that thing yet. It's July 22nd, San Jose Earthquake sit in 11th place, 3-7-4, uh, 13 points, tied with Austin. They have Austin has one match in hand against them, so, you know, they got Austin's got that one point per game. Uh, thing so they got their head in the standings but for as bad as it's been it could it, it could definitely be worse so so don't don't get too fucking don't think this is the bottom of the barrel man <laughs> but anyway yeah so the san jose earthquakes have not won a match since may 7th Whew, it's it's been it's been quite the ride it's been i mean the quakes have done it before and other than the five nothing fucking shellacking that orlando city put on them i mean orlando City's great they just beat philly tonight it wasn't like the last several seasons of when they go on these crazy major droughts and they're losing four to one five to one six to one over and over wasn't really like that the quakes definitely were i don't think they were in most of them they they didn't really have a chance but it was a lot of three twos you know a lot of one zeros but the the defense was a problem and and they rectified it, so that's what I wanted to talk about as well. We got fucking Nathan on board now. Well, not on the show today. That'd be great. I'll get him on at some point. But San Jose Earthquakes, they, they realize that they don't have the ability to go toe-to-toe goal-wise with most teams in the league. And if they have a defense that is just a colander and just letting everything through, I guess colanders don't let everything through, but a, a shitty colander that with very wide holes. Yeah, you can't do anything. If you're down three to nothing 20 minutes in, it doesn't really matter what the fucking game plan is. You're not going to keep coming back from that all the time. So the Quakes decided, you know what, we, we need we need to stymie the blood flow. I hesitated a bit because I was going to say that, but I was like, what a, what a fucking douchey ass saying, stymie the blood flow. What, what, how else would you say that? Stop the bleeding. There we go. Stop the bleeding. <laughs> Oh my god, I reached a new level of douchebaggery. Uh, so yeah, all the blood's pouring now. They gotta find a way to keep it in the body. And they went out and they got themselves Nathan. Nathan, six foot two, Brazilian, and we'll get into that. Um like I said, there's a lot to go into. I I I'll keep this relatively short. I'm not going to be a dick to you and be like, oh, it's been a month, man. Let me let me give you two hours of my fucking thoughts. I'll spread it out. But anyway, because in, in between that, in between the time, the last time that we recorded is we got to go to a match. We got to go to a match and it was, 
Well, at, at PayPal. Okay, I, let me clarify. We got a good old match at PayPal. Finally, fucking finally, it was a classical. Man, man, it 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 was one of those where it's it's like the first time you go to Yosemite or the first time you go to Tahoe or something or or Big Sur, and it's almost too much to take in at once. So you 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 know you don't like that. That's what that that felt like. Like everything. Not only was everything the same, I mean, most things, it was at a player bridge, but it was both familiar and also almost brand new at the same time. And yeah, and and the homie Nacho, who, dude, that was the first person, the first Quakes match I ever went to, got season tickets actually with him. It was cool because that, that's who I ended up going with again. So at halftime, he was like, bro, let's fucking, let's go, let's go get a drink, but let's go get a drink from the bar. Let's go walk. We'll walk around the stadium and it was a great idea man because just got to take everything in what for what felt like the first time feels like the first time but it was amazing it was a it was very very emotional i, I won't lie and it, it was great and and most of the people around me i don't i don't know how the season ticket situation is going on but at least the, most of the people around me i recognized them it was the same crew it was the same crew from before so that was fucking cool. The dad was pumped. The dad was fucking pumped. And then I, he was one of those people that has himself as his wallpaper on his phone. And he's got some tattoos. And I was just like, this dude is a serious vato. I got to mind myself around him. He seems like this, the sweetest whatever. He just looks like a dad. Where you see him on that phone without his shirt on. I'm like, holy fuck. Anyway, so it was just great to be back there, dude. I, even the the crew, the same crew again. I loved it. First thing, of course, the first drink, I got to go to the fucking beer hall or whatever they call it, the beer of the world, the beer of the world section. Got to go there. Of course, I show up. Who's there waiting for me? Fucking the girl, Leslie, dog. Leslie is a G. She's been serving me beer I don't know if she was there in 2015. I don't know when she came in, but she's been there the last three seasons, at least for sure. Three or four seasons. That's, that's one of them. Who's that? I think the guy's name is Andrew. I forgot at this point. Cause I, I, you know, you got the, you got the one bartender. You got, you got the one server on each side. I think the dude's name is Andrew. He's always got the Quakes hat on. He's always so fucking, both of them are always so happy to be there. Neither of them know anything about soccer. <laughs> They've learned what they can while they're while they're there serving beer whenever they can look across. But dude, but it was awesome. Of course, as soon as Leslie saw me, recognized me immediately, and it man, that's where I I don't know, and I'm sure they do. But the San Jose Earthquakes need to realize it, especially at least for me at this point. A big part of the reason why I still have my season tickets is because of them. You know, the, the the people that work there have been so fucking nice to me. They've gotten to know me and cutting off my season tickets. I know what ultimately kind of tr- is that trickle down shit. I know it's supposed to be good. Reagan's supposed to say, said trickle down supposed to be good, but trickle down is always shit rolls downhill, you know? So it, it would suck, you know? I, I would hate to, to lose that, that connection. And, you know, Leslie, I know nothing of Leslie other than she, she serves me my beer and she's very excited whenever the fucking quakes are playing. But I would really miss her. I think that goes to show more of how little friends I have. <laughs> it shows how small my, my social circle is, which is cool for some people. But anyway, it, it was amazing. It, it was great to be back. 
that there's a there's a neighborhood. I mean, it's a neighborhood of office buildings, but it's San Jose. What do you expect uh, around the stadium? But it, it's it's a neighborhood. You know, they're I don't know eight stories tall and tens not not the biggest buildings, but you park in a parking structure, not a dirt lot, and you walk through buildings on a street. Gave you kind of a different vibe as you were walking in. You know, when you're when you park on a dirt lot and there's just it's all dusty and shit and it's cool, you know, but it's got a county fair type vibe. You don't really feel like, holy, I'm going to the fucking match, bro. I'm going to church right now. So um, it was nice to that's all cleaned up and, and, and you know, there's stuff there. Fuck, I hope some of that retail that you got, that's got to be bars, man. You got to have two or three bars so people could fucking booze it up right across the street from the stadium. But that was cool. That was cool. I, I, I loved it. I love being back. I don't think I'll go this Saturday. Not only because I am pretty busy, but again, the Quakes, whatever, dude. You guys haven't done enough for me to to want to go every single match this season. I'll I'll go the next one. A quick little, another quick little thing here. I, I noticed that the, the speaking of season tickets and all that, the San Jose Earthquakes um, announced that that they've sold set less season tickets than they've expected, and they've sold. They said they sold about nine thousand season tickets, which is a eighty eighty four percent renewal rate, which is apparently low which is nuts i don't know I, that made me so curious you know i used to think because the shark tank i uh, hold seventeen thousand five hundred. you know just you know less than 500 less than a, than a via than paypal so it's pretty comparable in size so i'm like fuck i wonder what the san jose earthquakes are are they at nine thousand season ticket holders and that's current and that's you know right now the the, the season hasn't started yet they're you know the renewal rate could go up they could be up around ten thousand. Which made me think, because I used to think like San Jose Earthquake should easily have 13,000 season ticket holders. But I was like, huh, if the Sharks, the shark I mean, who they've never won a Stanley Cup, but they've been, they're good. They're one of the, the top tier teams in hockey. Not lately, but usually for the last couple decades, they've been up there. They got the best logo in fucking sports, which, I mean, I don't know. There's so many, there's so is it the Warriors? Is it the Sharks? I don't know, but the Bay Area has got some of the best fucking logos, man. Yeah, so I that just made me like, holy fuck, oof! How much worse is it gonna get? You know, if if the Quakes, if the ownership is is as unambitious as it is, imagine if if they take another hit to the wallet with people not getting their their season tickets. I mean, what what? Why would you? Well, what's the what's the point at this point? What 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 is so? What do you get for being a season ticket holder other than being part of that group? Yeah, nothing. A discount on merch? What the fuck? No one wants your merch. You don't have that night that cool merch. Discount on food? I can you know you're not gonna go broke if if I go to the match and go to on uh, StubHub or whatever, and even with the fees and shit, it's still gonna be cheaper than what I pay for my season ticket, and it's not expensive as it is to be honest. Like the that's it's interesting the the cost of the season ticket is like f- so far down the list as to a reason why I would not re up. It has nothing to do with it. Hell, I I still have two tickets. I'm one person. I have two season tickets. That's how economical it is. And I so if if that if it was a price thing, I could get rid of one and save a ton of money. But yeah, what's why? What's the point? Other than to say that you're a season ticket holder, and so you could lord that over fucking people. Like like that means something. Who gives a shit about this team? (laughs) 
and especially me here, I, I have to drive an hour. You know, I drive an hour to the match. I drive an hour back home, and that's not even the worst commute. Some people have to go through the Bay Area. You know, I come from down south. And then next year, like I mentioned at the beginning, we got this Monterey Bay team. Monterey Bay FC, got fucking Frank Yallops involved. You know, it's TSL Championship. It, it's not... It's not MLS, and we've seen, you know, if you've been following Oakland Roots this season, you see the struggles. You know, it's at, at times it is kind of, I don't want to say embarrassing because that, that seems like I'm talking down on the league but because I'm not. But it, it is the second division in England. It is Again, it's, it's higher quality than Major League Soccer, facility-wise, most things-wise. And so the second league in the United States is going to be... Pretty lacking. But anyway, before I get off track, you know, 15 minutes away from my house, a second division team is going to be is going to be there next year. Why? You know, if I can watch competitive soccer, especially in this area, if they're smart, if that team's fucking smart and they mine this area for talent. Holy shit. That team has the potential to be a really good team. A really good look at Phoenix, bro. Phoenix is a huge, huge Latino area, huge soccer hotbed. They're the only fucking team in town, and they are dominant in the USL championship. San Jose Earthquakes have long ignored Monterey County. I mean, they're going to say, oh, we got Emmy, We got Ramiro. You know, but that's it? That's it? Since 1996, you've been here. This wasn't even a, a, a questioning my season ticket episode. <laughs> but anyway, all right, let's talk about this. Well, let's see what's going on with the San Jose Earthquakes, dude, and why... I was looking for silver linings during the 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 worst of, especially after the Orlando match. You know, like there's there's got to be a, there's always a silver lining. It's like, oh well, it wasn't at home, so I didn't have to drive back all pissed off. So there's that. <laughs> but the last three matches, there's been a definite silver lining. Uh, like I said, it's been since May seventh that the San Jose Earthquakes have not won a match, and. There were obvious problems, big problems in, in several places on the pitch. So that's what it was. It was you know, pick one. Pick what you, what you want. Get a, a solid goal scorer. All right. Now you're going to lose five to three. Or go on defense and see if you can find somebody to, again, stymie the blood flow. And that's what they decided to do. And they went and got Nathan. And I think it's working. I think it's working. And I got fucking numbers to back it up, y'all. Also, I'm actually, I have these on my notes here and I'm just jumping by because I don't know if I was, if I had been drinking or if I was trying to go somewhere with this and I didn't realize where, but because my notes say Adrian Heath is tough, is the toughest manager in MLS. And I know that's fucking me talking shit, but Adrian Heath is the biggest fucking complainer for somebody that hasn't done. I mean, you've done good at lower levels in the United States, but he hasn't done good in major league soccer. Minnesota's kind you know, that. They're getting there. They're in a good trajectory to be one of, you know, I think in the preview episode, I, I named them as one of like the top five standards of the West. And and I think they're definitely getting there. But man, is Adrian Heath such a fucking complainer for somebody that really hasn't earned it, I guess. You know, Wando is a world cast complainer. If you see him on the pitch chewing his gum yelling at everybody for whatever irks him. But Wando's fucking earned it. Wando's earned it. He's a certified legend. Adrian, I mean, Adrian, he is also a certified legend. Don't get me wrong. 
I'm not trying to fucking build it like, like he's fucking nobody. But yeah, in Major League Soccer, you haven't done anything. You flopped in Orlando. You're you're trying in Minnesota. But damn, do you bitch so much, bro? And, and what was bugging me is again, I don't know. I, you know, they are Minnesota is in the Western Conference, but I don't I don't follow them that closely. But it just seemed like, and it was a heated match. Don't get me wrong; it's the Quakes, dude. They they, they got under your skin. But damn, did Minnesota seem like like a fucking soft team from players that usually wouldn't be that way? And I'm like, that's got to be the manager. The, again, like I was just saying earlier, shit rolls downhill, you know. So if the manager's got this wah wah complaining attitude, I'm a fucking prima donna, then his players are going to adopt that shit. And that's cool. Whatever. If that's how you want to do it, it works. You're doing better than the Quakes. So can't hate on that. But I think that that's an interesting way to go to be like, we're going to complain our way into, into the greatness. <laughs> so anyway, that was, that match was the second with, or no, that that was the first, you know, the first our first taste of Nathan. Nathan got the start, and Nathan immediately came in. That dude came in. He should probably should have got a yellow for his first tackle ever. But ref kind of was like, "All right, motherfucker, I know it's your first tackle. I know you're coming with all this energy, but chill. You're gonna hurt somebody." And immediately, I was just like, "Fuck yes, this." Like I was saying before, I, I was feeling that Almeida himself was checked out. Dude, Almeida just didn't look into it. When Almeida's into it, he's literally into it. He's getting yellow cards. He's out the edge of the pitch. He is into it. When he's not, he's sitting there with his hand or his, yeah, his hand in his face, looking, just trying to think of some, I don't know. Sometimes it looks like he's just trying to think of tomorrow. But Nathan immediately was this, you know, like, splash of cold water in your face and it was like we're doing this like we're fucking rolling and and i was excited i was immediately excited but who can, you know energy is one thing but, but can you perform can you perform and has a pretty good defensive plays and the quakes quakes played solidly and you know a, after a 3-1 loss at home in the classical to go on the road in minnesota well i don't think they've ever won and to get a draw, that was that was pretty good, dude. Uh, that was pretty good. And then you go go to the altitude of Colorado, and again they played pretty damn good. Come out of there with a point. Four days later, you're in Kansas City. It's hot as fuck. Kansas City is them in Seattle are the class of the West right now. Everybody's shorthanded. Everybody's shorthanded. Don't get me wrong. This is not the strongest Kansas City squad that you'll face but everybody's shorthanded including the san jose earthquakes they're missing jackson Ewell. they're missing kate cowell and kate cowell's got four goals and four assists the dude's been their offense all season gets called up by burhalter and then you will again you has not been the usual Ewell, but i'm like okay he's better on offense than he is on defense so how how much of his poor play has been him being forced to be more of a defensive player or play from farther, you know, closer to his own goal than he wants. And how much of that pressure will be relieved now that Nathan seems to be a pretty capable center back. And will that then allow Ewell's creativity to once again blossom? I'm curious. So, you know, so if, if so, then, you know, not having Ewell and not having Cowell is a shorthand, a team, 
a Quakes team missing those pieces versus a Sporting Kansas City that I don't care who they're missing. Sporting Kansas City is better at home. They should win that match easily. And again, and I'm a fucking homer for the Quakes, motherfucker. Don't get me wrong. But that Sporting should have easily won that match, even shorthanded. And what that gave us, what that match gave us was was three matches of watching Nathan. 270 minutes. It is still the smallest of examples. But damn, have they been good. And I was looking at some of the numbers. I was like, okay, but like, can we prove that statistically, dude? Mon- this money boss shit. This is San Jose. The Quakes, man. We're part of the Oakland A's family. We got to know this money ball shit. So, number one, he's already got a goal. He got a goal on a corner kick. That goal wouldn't have happened with any other player. Nate, that was all. That was Nathan. So, good on you. You're not supposed to contribute on offense, but we'll take it. He's got the goal. And so, in the last three matches, he's at 4.7 tackles per game. That would easily be, you know, if he could maintain that rate, that would easily be tops in the league right now. It was Yuya Kubo from Kubo? Yuya Kubo? I don't know how to pronounce it. FC Cincinnati's midfielder. He's at 4.2. Yeah, Nathan would be way ahead of that. And Nathan's 4.2 interceptions per match that he's currently at would, would also easily, it'd be one more interception per match than the current leader, who is Chicago Fires defender uh, Francisco Calvo. Again, I don't know. You can't maintain that rate. It's three matches. But, dude, a whole a whole intercept, whole interception higher per 90. You know, it's going to come down, but how much more? You know, it's he's got 4.3 clearances per match. That would make him ninth in the league. So, in the last, so like I said, they haven't won since May 7th. But in the last three matches, there's it's no losses, three draws, and they've given up four goals. In the previous five matches before that, it was one loss, four draws. I mean, one draw, four losses. What the fuck? One draw, four losses, and they were allowing 2.8 goals per match. In these last three with Nathan, they're allowing 1.33. Still not a great number, but that's a one and a half goal less. I don't even know how they do the half goal. <laughs> And again, and and this has been this these three matches have been fully without you. And you could say that's how that oh that goes to show how bad you has been. You know, Remedy and Judson have have been better this season than you. And I agree, I agree. But I I I think you know you has been so good for so long. He just didn't forget. It's just it's been so much pressure on defense. You're so focused on not giving up five fucking goals. That you don't have time to try to scan the field and think about running down the other way when you're so concerned that if you do, it's going to be six to zero. You know, you're going to be a little bit more conservative. You're going to try to walk a little bit more closer down the field before you get a pass off. Now that you have a a, a fucking that bouncer that I was saying at the, you know, at the beginning of the season, the Quakes have nothing that they don't have that bouncer, that club bouncer that just says, nope, you shall not pass. Now that they have that. What can you, you know, can you will get back to his, his ways? And we haven't, been, we haven't been able to see that because you has been gone. Basically, again, I, I'm like, I don't want to get way too ahead of myself because the Quakes still have to score. They haven't made any changes to that. They're still going to struggle with scoring. They're still relying on a 17 year old to play better than he should be to keep them scoring. At the very least, the, we have a potential 
to not give up as many goals. Again, I doubt this team is all of a sudden. I'm, I'm not saying, oh shit, playoffs here we come, but you know they all they're they're not that far out. And if they could turn it around, then I don't know. Like I said, I'm not trying to get too ahead of myself. It's way it's still way too early. It's still way too early, but when you see the actual stats, when you see what Nathan is doing, and again, this is, he's not doing all this with the Quakes still losing five to nothing and, and just like running all over the place, you know? They are in these matches. So we'll see once once the roster fills back up, once they get to play back home, we'll see. I mean, and we'll get a, our opportunity this Saturday. Saturday, 7 p.m., they play Houston back. At PayPal Park, yeah, dude, Houston is—they're only—they're th- only three points ahead of you. They're only three points ahead. They have a negative three goal differential. They haven't won on the road. It's a great opportunity. You're still going to be shorthanded, but Nathan has—Nathan hasn't played at home. Nathan, with all that energy, imagine when he's pounding the ground when he's getting pumped up. That crowd's going to get behind him. So this is a great opportunity, you know, to. To finally get a win, it, it's been since May seventh. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> and also, and again, as as amazing as that is, again, you get that win, you're you're not that far off from that edge of the playoff race. This wasn't as lo- as much as a lost season as it seemed a month or two ago. This Saturday's performance at home is going to be pretty telling. It, it's they're still going to be shorthanded, but. We'll see. Anyway, like I said, I can keep going off on tangents left and right, but I won't. I'll leave you guys be. And now that we're back, I hope to be back every week. I'm, I'm thinking every Thursday. Every Thursday, that way, you know, Saturday matches gives a couple of days to to absorb what I got to say and and yeah, and see if I was right or not. But anyway, for now, this is Oz signing off. Football without hesitation. See you later. <laughs>